So once you've gone through really that base camp establishment with it, what we're looking for next really um, is the evaluation of the business processes. So we've assembled the team, um, we've gone through and really identified what the success factors are going to be in the vision that's related to it. Um, we've got kind of the, the base documentation at least identified on where that was. Our next step is to really look at the business processes and really the, the setup that we are tackling usually with this um, is to really start getting into the creation and generation um, of a D365 environment, for example. Um, we want to get you in front of D365 as soon as possible because there is a number of learnings that implicitly occur to you and your team by being able to log in and look at the solution. And when you look at, for example, AX2012 compared to um, Dynamics 365, a lot of those concepts are the same, right? Because truly it's, it's technically an upgrade of AX2012 R3, which was the first version um, of AX7, right? It, it, came into that basically. Um, so what we wanna do is we wanna set up that environment. We wanna make sure that we have the ISV solutions or the current versions that are there as well, and really even start setting up sample data because when we start going through the business process analysis, this really expedites those conversations then that we have with your team because we're not talking about bicycles or speakers, for example, uh, in demo data. We're talking about your real data as we go through this. And what we're trying to do with this is we're, we're really focusing on the success criteria to be able to help determine the scope for this, right? So that success criteria that we talked about earlier really drives them what we're drilling down into in those particular business processes. Um, we're looking at, for example, if you're using uh, fixed assets and right now you're a manufacturer and you um, have machines that you want to manage, um, really they're, they're you know, their repairs and things of that nature, well, that might be a process that could be significantly improved because we have a full enterprise asset management capability now within Dynamics 365. Um, so what we're trying to do there is we're trying to identify those processes that are being handled manually or not as efficiently, excuse me, inside of Dynamics AX. And we're trying to then identify what those next steps are going to be for you. And those could be by changing the process. It could be by implementing the process. Um, or it could also be by changing the software and identifying at a very early stage what extensions need to be created or what customizations also need to be converted as part of that process. Um, we're not really identifying right now during the business process analysis, the core code portion of this, that's next, but we are identifying the processes because those processes may then have that code or data or those changes in the system to be able to support it. And what we want to do typically is try to get back to as stock as possible um, for your upgrade because we want to ensure then that when you look at the long-term longevity of the particular solution of Dynamics 365, when they're doing updates every spring and fall, that we are minimizing the impact of what Microsoft can do in terms of when they do that platform upgrade, what you are able to basically then upgrade because we don't want you to get into a position where you're version locked, obviously. 
And then lastly, what we're really looking at here uh, is we're really looking at as well, not only the stock capabilities within Dynamics 365, but we're also looking at the ISVs to see what improvements that they have added to their solutions that maybe you created as a customization in the software, right, for that particular business process. So we're really working with you to identify that. And the other thing just to note here is that the, the setup, obviously, uh, as we go through this particular process phase, um, really can be done concurrently, meaning that when we start the base camp or the initiate, as we call it in our process, um, we start setting up that environment or we can immediately. Um, formally, we want to at least have it when we're going through the evaluation of the business processes. But at the same point, this can happen um, as we are going through the base camp process. And really a couple other key notes inside of here as well. First off, um, obviously it really helps to compare a lot of these changes um, on uh, in a conference room with the team. So typically what we're trying to do here in the business process analysis is that we're trying to be uh, in, a, in a meeting room with the relevant subject matter experts with the software as quickly as possible where we're going to have, and I'll show it in our next slide, three monitors or three views of what we're looking at to be able to make intelligent decisions on the work effort that's going to be required based upon those changes. So, you know, this is something that a lot of people overlook. I highly recommend it. It's part of our process that we classify as J-Pods, which are joint process design sessions where we're going through this process in an iterative manner. Um, but the point is, is that we're trying to identify those differences immediately to, uh, to really fixate on the scope and effort that's required to be able to potentially convert those particular business processes or address them. And the other thing to note during this conversation is try to stay away from getting into the weeds. And it's the hardest thing I think that anyone has in the upgrade process that they focus too much on the exceptions as opposed to the main process or the critical process or critical path process as we would call it. Um, so be very careful with that. There's, there's obviously an argument for the other side of that, meaning that the exceptions can drive, for example, 90% of the work effort that's related to it. But we want to document that. We want to understand that as part of that upgrade process. So make sure to stay away from the weeds for the exceptions that you know are not going to have a large impact on the resources, but documenting them, that's fine, right? We just don't wanna get into the weeds with it. And remember, the more vanilla that we get to it, or the more stock that we get to the code uh, inside of Dynamics 365, the better it's going to be for those upgrades that are occurring in the background. Um, and we are very passionate about this. We, we don't want to cause problems with the organization because that, that for example, customization that you have in AX2012 is your secret sauce. But at the same point, we want to ensure then that when we're looking at the spring and fall releases that Microsoft does for their release cadence, that those changes do not impact then that upgrade lifecycle. Because a lot of customers that are probably on this call as well, they're on AX2012. I mean, that's, you know, 2012, we're in 2020 now at this point, right? That's an eight-year-old platform that you've been on theoretically at that point. So that's something just to note is that we try to go through that process as we do this. The other thing here, I just wanted to highlight it. Here's the example. 
documentation and notes on one monitor, the D365 vanilla with no modifications on it, and then your environment 2012 with ISVs is typically what we're tackling uh, when we go through this process. And like I said, it really spurs a lot of conversations because what we typically do is we review the documentation and notes or you know, at the beginning of the meeting, identify what those customizations are if you have that documentation. And if you don't, it's okay, we understand that. Um, but what we try to then do is we go through the process in 2012 and then we try to reflect it inside of D365, right? Um, and that really identifies then where are those gaps when we go through that. And that pre-work that you do helps you identify the level of effort and scope required then for uh, really your upgrade process and what path to really go down. And like I would stress before, any vendor that comes in or any partner that comes in and tells you it's a flat fee for $150,000 to upgrade your environment, if they're not practicing this process, they don't know those changes. They can run some tools for code analysis, but it doesn't tell them why those code changes are there. So like I said, take some time to be able to go through this to really identify then um, what those core changes are.